And welcome to the final episode of Talking Jacks. Today I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-host Ben Goshorn, aka the Soccer Goose, as well as our resident dolphin, Chris Davis. How are you guys tonight? Doing good, doing good. Doing great. I'm excited to do our final episode. Yeah, I guess I should mention that I'm back. It's been a few episodes. It's been <laughs> a while. Uh, yeah. So I am your host, Alex Warren. i appreciate you coming Um, back on for our final episode yeah Yeah, i'm excited about kind of wrapping this up giving it a uh, good farewell and not just uh drifting into nothingness yeah for sure so ben do you want to tell people why we're going away forever and all that yeah so um as you may have noticed it's kind of been a crazy year to be an independence fan Mm. um been a crazy (laughs) year year to be a yeah it's been a crazy year in general um to be a sports fan and on top of that the uh D'Amico drama and the um afterwards mm. just the whole situation i suppose but um as far as the podcast goes um i mean i've tried going back and forth on how i'd like to do interviews or do this or do that and just the more i thought about it the more it just felt to me that i was maybe forcing something that I didn't maybe necessarily want to do. And I don't know, the, the, the format we've we've tried to do with Talking Jacks as a, a team-specific podcast, I'm kind of burned out on, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically, um, like the recaps and the previews, I don't really want to put my energy into at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been focusing on different things now. Um, unrelated to soccer in some ways not that i'm not watching soccer anymore obviously because i've been watching the team and and we'll talk about that a little bit about the season Mm -hmm. later in the episode but yeah it's just a matter of i feel like we had a good run and i enjoyed it i'm i definitely will miss it and i have missed it recapping and previews game previewing games here and there but also the mcginnis era was a uh, was a, a tough a tough thing to go through as well as a, as a podcaster, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. I, um, Matt and uh, Jason have both asked us, you know, if uh, we're actually sure that it's going to be the last episode and what makes us so sure. And for me, I don't know, this is kind of weird for me. Cause you know, I think like as the co-host I've done five episodes uh, and I appeared guest with y'all a few times over the years, but I remember when, uh, you know, Alex said he was going to take the year off and uh, I reached out to him and you to say, Hey, you know what? I'll jump on with you if you want to keep it going. Even at that point, you were uh, been a little reluctant on the whole 
preview recap, that sort of thing, because it, it it's a grind. It's a lot. And honestly, you and I over the years have discovered the more interesting stories for us personally and for listeners or readers, what have you. It's a lot about what happens off the field more so than the specific tactics on the field. There, there is interest in that, but it definitely seems like the human stories behind it are what's more interesting. And I think for me, why I'm so sure is even though I only did it for such a short time, the way things have went with the season and I'm kind of getting to a point in my life where I'm kind of focusing on other things. You know, I'm about to graduate college, try to get a job, all that fun stuff, start a family soon. I mean, not that, you know, we're started, but we want to start. It just seems like my focus is going to be in so many different directions. I don't really want to commit to doing this. And, I, and frankly, I wouldn't want to do it without either one of you two. Um, yeah. Like it just wouldn't be nowhere near as fun. So it's something I'm not interested. Plus for other uh, independent specific reasons that we'll get into. That's why I'm personally really sure. Um, what about you, Alex? Why do you not want to take back the Talking Jack's name for 2021 and, you know, do a whole thing? Uh, I think it's a combination of a couple of things you guys have already mentioned. I mean, the whole uh, Dimico drama has really put a damper on just my my involvement, my love for the club just in general. Um, and I've really struggled this year with trying to balance, you know, supporting the players, supporting their mission, supporting – field and and their initial field. but you know at the same time trying not to condone um uh, the actions and the behavior of the the owner and, and some of the front office members um who are kind of uh kind of the opposite of our players in in terms of um working actively working against social justice initiatives in some cases mm-hmm. um and in other cases just tweeting a lot of racist shit um <laughs> And just being a general terrible person, right? Uh, and and you know we don't have to relitigate that whole ordeal. We've all kind of I know you guys have mentioned it a couple of times on in previous episodes. Anybody who's been following this club um, is aware of the situation, so I don't want to spend too much time uh, talking about that. But that's that's the main reason. And then another reason is uh, my wife and I are moving in January to Wilmington, mm-hmm. uh, so we're going to be further away from Charlotte. So you know wasn't going to be making the drive even before the drama uh, mm-hmm. to come back to many independence games or any at all. Um, and so, you know, it kind of just feels like it's time um, yeah. to kind of put it to rest and, and kind of move on in terms of a podcast. So yeah. that's, that's pretty much it. And you mentioned to us beforehand that you kind of wanted to explain why you decided to take a break at the beginning of the year uh, to begin with. So I was wondering if you'd want to do that now. Yeah. So, you know, I've, um, kind of wrestled with with sharing or not sharing some of the details behind the reason I left but um you know really before this was before all the drama happened this was before the uh racism had been discovered and all of that with with the club owner uh but I just kind of I'd been dealing with uh, a lot of mental health issues over the last really my whole life um they'd gotten pretty bad over the last 18 months or so and mm-hmm. um it got to the point where I needed to get help I needed to go to therapy um, and that was, um, that was a really difficult thing for me to kind of, um, admit that to myself that I had such issues with depression and anxiety. Um, I mean, it was, it was to the point where like I was having on the verge of panic attacks at work and, and, and stuff like that. And just, you know, really dark depression. And obviously the pandemic happening, uh, right after I decided to seek help for my, uh, 
depression and anxiety was not good for it. <laughs> this yeah, whole no. year has been, you know, I think everybody's probably experienced some level of depression and anxiety along with, with the pandemic. So for me, it was, um, it was especially intense at times. Um, and I have, I've been in therapy since January. Um, and I've worked, I have a great therapist. I've been uh, working through a lot of it. I still have a lot of work to do, um, but I'm, I'm doing a lot better um, than, than what I was in January. And so that was, that was my main reason is um, I was dealing with that. And it was to the point where I couldn't do talking jacks. I couldn't put the, the time and the effort into it to make it, um, to make it what I wanted it to be. And that was always an issue with me is, you know, I, I wanted this podcast to be the best it could be. And I didn't feel like if I could, um, if I couldn't be at my best, then I, I didn't want to do it. And that's kind of, that's, that was basically the, the reason. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. I, uh, you know, I, I know there's like kind of stigma about admitting that there's something wrong, particularly uh, with mental health. And it's good to any chance we can take to, you know, break that stigma and talk about these things. It's really important. It's something that I didn't know was going on with you. Uh, and uh, I really appreciate you taking the time to share that with us. And we love you, man. And anything we can ever do to support you, you know, just let us know, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you guys letting me take a couple minutes to talk about myself for a little bit while we kind of wrap this up. But um, I, I felt like it was important to share. Um, maybe people care, maybe they don't, but I think it's important, like you said, uh, to do anything we can to, to help end the stigma around, around mental health, because it's one of the reasons I resisted seeking help until I was 27 years old, you know? So yeah. um, it's, it, you know, if that helps anybody take the next step in, in their mental health journey, then I'm really happy to, to share it. Awesome. So, so Ben, do you want to kind of break down for our listeners the way the rest of the episode is going to go? Yeah. So the, the rest of the episode here, uh, in just a moment here, we're going to be talking uh, more specifically me and Alex, we're going to be talking about how it's been as a, a fan this season uh, in a little bit more detail, um, what we've thought of the season in, in a brief bit. Um, Chris will not because he has not been following because of life and college and uh, his uh, supporter status re relationship with the club, which feels so weird to say, but yeah, uh, he hasn't been watching games, so he doesn't, yeah. he doesn't really know what's going on, which is uh, totally understandable on his, on his side of things. Uh, and then we will be going over uh, the list of questions as well um, that we put out there on Twitter. And then we will be signing off for the last time. Um, mm. But yeah, that'll and we'll be doing some thank yous and things like that, I guess. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess I'll I'll start off with um, how I felt this season and, and just kind of what I've felt about the team and things like that. Um, kind of like what Alex described earlier about how it's been weird to hold the balance between being a uh, supporter of the club and also. Um, I guess wanting to hold the club accountable in some ways, but also supporting the players' initiatives. It's been super difficult. Uh, <laughs> it's feel it, for me, it's felt like I've been spinning plates. I suppose you could say, um, where like, of course, we couldn't have been there physically with to support the players, which has been, um, in some ways, a good thing because it doesn't like it means you can't physically, you don't have to, you can't boycott if you can't go, I suppose. So I yeah. guess I spoke too soon when I said I was boycotting the club, but <laughs> I don't know. It's been, it's been difficult though, because 
I mean, there's been times where like, like the first game of the season, I was like, ah, I don't want to, like, I want to watch the game because I'm really excited to see the players that we have and the players that we just recently got and the players we've had on the team for a while go back out there and play soccer. And I've missed soccer and, and things along those, those lines. But it's also like, ah, I still feel weird in any certain capacity speaking about the team because it's 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 really impossible to say hey I, I support the team and not the owner but support the players and their initiatives it's it's hard to at least on social media I'll say it that way on social media it's hard to you can't you can only say so much with your words unfortunately um so that's been really difficult and of course being the president of Jackson Militia that's been weird too and um just the way the entire thing with the the front office and D'Amico more specifically and just, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to go in too grave detail because I don't know that it's necessary, but it's just been, it's been energy draining to put yeah. it simply to, uh, to want more and to want better and to like go to the league and expect and be received really well and say, thank you for coming to us and then never getting a response. And it's like, (laughs) ah, it feels like it's been an entire season and five seasons all in one um, over the course of an entire season. So I don't know. It's just been, it's been difficult, but I've also been like super encouraged because the players have played really well. Um, And like Dane Kelly's been phenomenal. Uh, I mean, he's been a goal scoring machine and, Um, and I think Brandon is leading the league in saves and he's had a couple clean sheets here and there and he saved a PK. And I mean, there's been some really, really good things to be excited about this year, but it's also, and even outside the pitch, I mean, even, uh, Brandon and Hugh have really been, uh, catalyst for, for change, um, I assume with the club, but also just in the USL in general. And it's been really, I mean, the more I think about it back and forth too, it's been really encouraging to see them persevere with a situation where they're, as it appears, I don't know this for a fact, of course, but they're, they're, they're fighting the adversity of, of society, not necessarily believing that their lives matter as people. And then you've got the owner who feels the way he does so it's like you're almost fighting two things at once while also just like trying to do your job which is a whole like a seems like a really basic thing but there, there's so many things that i it feels like they're going through but they're but all, like i said they're also just persevering on the pitch in a really excellent way um but i don't know it's been really it's been really good in is in a personal sense because like just kind of looking back on how the season's been and how Hugh and Brandon speaking up and like bringing awareness to certain things. Um, Like just looking back on when Hugh had that first video he did about uh, Ahmaud Arbery and how much that really like just changed, like him speaking up with the position he has, even though some may view it as a small position, a small influence of power, whatever the case may be, um, it really had an impact on me and it, it's changed the way I look at things and it's changed the way 
I listen to podcasts and, and things like that. Like I've shifted the, what I change, what I listen to and what I read and things like that. And it's been really impactful for me. So that's, that's been really awesome in, in the season, totally outside of the soccer sphere. But uh, yeah, it's been, there's been a lot of good things, which is, which is really encouraging both on and off the pitch to see the players excel, like I said, and to, uh, to see the players continue to, strive for better with the USL BPA that they've started um, and things like that. I feel like I'm rambling now, so I'm going to let, uh, let Alex take over for me. Like we, we did in the old days, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I was, I was just going to kind of talk a little bit about what it's been like to watch the, the team on the field. I've watched almost every game uh, for you know, and majority of most of them. Um, but it's weird because you know, we're playing the group schedule and, and we're playing, you know, the same couple of teams over and over. So it's kind of hard to gauge, you know, our talent level. It is. Um, but like, I feel like this is one of our better teams we've had. Um, but it's also like, it's very strange. We, I feel like we play like 14 players and that's it. Like it, the squad size is so small. Yeah. Um, and, and the, this, one of the most surprising thing is the lack of injuries. I feel like we've always been bit by the injury bug. And yeah. this year when we have so few players, I think uh, I think maybe Sabella has been really the only player that's missed significant time. And it was really just like three games, I think. Um, but yeah, it's been in terms of just like pure on the field, uh, it's been one of the one of the best seasons, which is like um, it's kind of it's good and bad. Like you were saying, like it, it's it's fun that the, the players are playing well. And Dane Kelly, like you mentioned earlier, God, if we could have had that guy the last few years, we probably would have competed for for a title at some point, especially yeah. maybe like 2017 if we had Dane Kelly in 2017. <laughs> Can you imagine that team if they cool. just added Dane Kelly? Um, but, like, you know, it's also been weird, you know, playing in the empty stadiums and playing – NCFC over and over and Memphis over and over. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, um, beating, NCFC. and beating NCFC three yeah. times out of three <laughs> so far. Um, uh, so, or did we draw them the last time? Um, I can't remember. I mean, if we didn't lose, that's to, yeah. to me already a positive because <laughs> yeah, it right. feels like, like that, that's one thing that kind of makes me <laughs> mad uh, personally. Cause like, you know, you said I haven't been watching and a lot of why I haven't been watching is because I've been busy, but it's also been because like, for me, it's like, a bummer to watch like I tried to watch the first game and I was just it was like I was sad because it was like you know it, like I wanted to support the players but I couldn't separate that from the team as far as watching and it just bummed me out and then to see later like wait we actually beat NCFC that yeah it's insufferable fan base we've not <laughs> ever been able to defeat except for that one open cup that none of us got to watch in 2015 <laughs> and we've beat them three times like good yeah. lord and yeah. I can't enjoy that and it, it it honestly really makes me mad, but at the same time, you know, that's just life, and it's great for the players that they're able to do that. But I did not know that. And um, correct me if I'm wrong. I am curious about the season a bit. We have one more game against NCFC, yep. and it's probably has already been played when you're listening to this, or will be played because I, I might release yeah, this day tomorrow, first thing in the morning plays. or something like that. We're recording Friday night, and if we win, we're in the playoffs. If we lose, we're not. Is that correct? Um, I think there's I a couple other things. I, I think it depends on Birmingham's result as well. Um, I think if we get a draw or a win, we're in. Mm. If we if we lose and Birmingham gets a draw or a win, then we're out because North Carolina got that extra game scheduled this week with, with Red Bull. 
And so I think if they beat yeah, us, I think this goal differential is the first tiebreaker. It's so like, it's wins. Um, it's um or at least it has been historically. It's always been the first yeah, tiebreaker. Yeah, hardly hasn't been goal difference. Yeah. Um, if it was goal difference, they would have to beat us. I think. I think they'd have to beat us like four or five nil because they have to turn around their goal difference. Their goal difference is like negative three right now. I think and ours mm. is plus one or two. So like yeah, they would, right if it was wins. goal difference, they'd have to they'd have to destroy us. Um, mm. But I think all they have to do is beat us, and then Birmingham has to, has to get a result mm. it, in order for them to make the playoffs, which would be which would be wild. Um, I don't. I think I think we'll do it. I think we'll get. A, I think we'll get a result. I think we'll get a draw or a win. Um, They've scored one goal against us in the three in those three games, and it was a consolation goal at the very end of the game where we had we were destroying. It was like three nothing, and they scored late. Yeah, um, so, well, so they, they've, they've been terrible against us this year, but they've been playing better the last few games. I assume I haven't watched them, mm. but uh, yeah. we have not been playing great. Uh, actually, I take that back. We played really well against Miami, but we drew in Lil. We had like eighteen shots and didn't score, yeah. and then we didn't play well against Memphis. So, and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens tomorrow. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it will be good because not to preview the match because I just said, I don't like previewing matches anymore. <laughs> um, but uh, it will be interesting because we do have more time. We have more rest between the match. So that'll be good. I don't know. I th- I th- it'll be, I don't think it'll be boring because obviously everything is online for everybody. And I mean, really the worst thing, NCFC can do is lose or can win and and some still somehow not make the playoffs but obviously they'll be beating their rival and it's a rivalry game which is yeah and and like you've said like it's hard even if we even if we do lose it's not going to hurt as much as it would in a regular season like yeah I you know I don't really care like like I want to win I hope they win uh I hope they draw I hope they go to the playoffs whatever but if they lose I'm not going to not gonna be that upset to be honest um yeah which is kind of a bummer because like yeah you know it it, it does it's when you when it when you lose when you season like we did last season with mcginnis and you know the losing just sucked yeah um but like this year it's just kind of whatever yeah it does feel weird um, i mean that i think i tweeted about this but the good thing about this year is it means that my uh my emotions don't fly up and down if we win or lose so that's yeah. nice I mean, because we've beaten, like you, like we said, we've beaten NCFC three times, and I was like, hooray! hooray. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you all this: the, high, the like, highs are lower, and the or the the lows are higher, and the highs are lower. I don't, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we we got what you're saying. I'm curious though, because all three of us just happen to also be Arsenal fans. Uh, have any of y'all gotten more interested in Arsenal with this yes. lack of interest in Charlotte? Yeah. I, I have Definitely. in the fact that like this is the first year I've really paid attention to the women's side. Like I knew that they were good, yeah. but this time Same. I really try to watch their games, and they're way more entertaining than the men most of the time. They actually seem like they're gonna they're competent in scoring, so that's been fun. Uh, not to turn us into an Arsenal podcast. Oh, we'll, we'll talk in arses. I don't know something. <laughs> but, uh, Whoa, that sounds weird. <laughs> well, so does Arscast. I mean, that's <laughs> kind of the point, I guess. Yeah. But. Uh, I think that's one thing I've done to supplement uh, the soccer fandom in a way, like to where I've still pretty much a soccer fan as much as I was before. Well, almost, but you know, without the Charlotte part, which is making me sad now. But um, so I uh, do not pay for the unlimited minute thing and uh, we're not getting a free upgrade like I have in the past. (laughs) And I think this is a good time to chop it uh, because last time, the only reason it ran so long is because we ended up talking for like 25 minutes uh, before we started recording. So I think that ate up most of our Zoom. 
But uh, when we get back, we'll start the next little segment where we ask questions. So we'll be back after this commercial break. So I heard you were having a little bit of fun in here. Yeah, just talking to the guys for Talking Jacks. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you just say Talking Jacks? Yeah, that other podcast that I do. Oh, that other podcast, the one that I'm not involved with. So you literally just drop me like a rock so you can have fun with your friends. We did a hundred episodes in like three months. And like, what's your point? You don't feel like we needed a break? Uh, no. Well, you know, I'm all busy with school and stuff. Okay. And I mean, it's just a one time thing. It's literally the finale of Talking Jacks. No more Talking Jacks. Mm. And like we seriously in two weeks have recorded more episodes on question than Mm. I ever did on Talking Jacks. Yeah. But that was our podcast. We'll come back around what? January, February. I guess. I don't know. Maybe. Well, in the meantime, if y'all want to catch up on question, uh, we have a hundred episodes from season (laughs) one. Uh, They're at, you know, question uh, with Chris and Pris. Mm hmm. Uh, you can follow us at Chris, the letter N, Pris, P-R-I-S, on uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram in the meantime. Yeah. And we're back from commercial break. Uh, first time we ever had that, and it's our last episode. Uh, <laughs> we should so, probably get an, uh, a sponsor for that ad break. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll, we'll, I don't know, that anchor ad, and which, uh, believe me, from my uh, days at question, not very much uh, money in that. But, hey, maybe <laughs> if I had thousands of millions of listeners. But um, so we got like a good chunk of questions here. Half of them are from Matt at Bo Round and Round. But first, we're going to do the ones that we posted online that a couple people replied to and ask y'all as well. So our first question is, uh, what is your favorite game slash moment as an Independence fan? Alex, you go first. Yeah, so I, I took the question as um, I could pick two. So I have a favorite game. My favorite game is when we beat Louisville City uh, 3-1 at home in 2017 Enzo had the hat trick and then got sent off after after scoring the third one and um leaving the field of play getting that second yellow um that was so ridiculous that, that was that was a cool game it was um we took first place in the league after that ma- after that match and um man I really thought we were gonna make a title run yeah. that year and I, you know unfortunately what happened down the stretch uh happened yeah. But yeah. that was like the highest, um, highest moment. Yeah, I don't know if and, we've ever been in first at that point in the season ever before or since. Like that was an amazing yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah, it was really great. Yeah, and Which I remember seventeen. You said or yeah, it was because it was it was not after we started the podcast. Um, uh, I know for a fact it was, it was at yeah. um, the stadium, the Matthew Stadium. Yeah, it was yeah. in July. It was August, I think, August or September. Cause it was, I think it was July actually. Cause it was the same day as the the day the Eagles won the uh, the PDL. They did that oh, double header. Oh yeah, it was. I, it uh, wasn't because I was no, sick. That it wasn't game. the same day. I know because I was at that Eagles game, but I was sick uh, that day. So I watched the game at home, the three one win. I was so mad because almost every time oh, I get okay. sick, it's a good game. Uh, unless yeah. it was the the Eagles semifinal, because that one. No, I was at that one too. So mm-hmm. no, it couldn't have been that one. Okay, I, I'm a hundred percent on that because I remember watching yeah. it on TV because I was too sick. Gotcha. Being mad that I missed us kill Louisville like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm just getting it confused. Then for some reason I thought it was a it was like a doubleheader because for some reason I remember being there a long time. So maybe there was something before the game that day. Yeah. Could be. I mean, um, I could be wrong. Y'all both seem to be pretty convinced of it, but I'm pretty sure I wasn't there. And I know I was at the PDL games because I wrote them for you know Soccer yeah. Sweet Tea way back when. Huh. 
not important. No. Um, no, no. So what's your favorite <laughs> moment? Favorite moment was um, the McGinnis season, the, the Jorge goal, the go-ahead goal um, against Atlanta. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Right before we right, right before uh, we gave up the equalizer like 30 seconds later. But for those 30 seconds, <laughs> after he scored that goal, that was like – That was the happiest you were as an Independence fan. Right? <laughs> for like, 30 seconds. It was just something about that game. You know, we fought back. I think they went ahead right away, um, and then we fought yeah. back. And then yeah. they scored again, and we fought back again, and then we took the lead. Um, and it was just like something about the way the goal was scored. Like it was scored right in front of our end. Um, yeah. It was a, there was a pretty big crowd in terms of, yeah. uh, you, know, you know, for independence <laughs> size. Um, there was a big, it was a big crowd in the, in the supporter section at least that night. And it was just kind of one of those moments where, you know, it, it for 30 seconds, it was like the greatest, uh, the greatest thing in the world. And then, you know, we pissed it away, but, uh, it was it was still fun, and then all the videos that came out afterwards, and the uh, the Titanic music <laughs> video, oh. uh, it was it was just a good. It's it's a memory that I'll I'll definitely hold on to. Oh man, so uh, Ben, it looked like from your reaction, he took your favorite game. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely up there for me, just because, like I'll, Alex said, I was going to mention that as my favorite game, but I'll I'll pull another one out of my hat. Um, just because that game just felt so like, like you said, we were it, it, whoever won that game was going to get first, or maybe mm-hmm. Louisville was already first. I, I don't think know, they were first, and I think we were it, third but, or something. Um, but yeah. we would have had first, and like I didn't think we necessarily were going to beat them, but we did beat them. But I'll I'll talk about another game. Um, I guess it's hard for me to go back in the the memory banks, I suppose. But I really enjoyed that. Uh, the last game of last season, I think it was against Ottawa. Am I remembering that right? It was like three one. I think so. Um, I should, if I if it's my favorite game, I should remember who we played against. <laughs> but uh, all I remember is it was like it was a rainy game, so I think there was delays. Or it was just a it was a horribly cold game too. I remember that. I think it was a, a breast cancer awareness uh, breast cancer awareness match as well. Um, so that was a cool facet of the game. We had pink smoke, which we've never had before. So that was cool. Just setting off smoke like it was crazy. Um, I think we went through all of our backlog of smoke. So we were just throwing, doing like two <laughs> or three things of smoke at once per goal. Um, that was really fun. Um, and we just, it just felt like such a, after a horrible season, the way, I mean, obviously we didn't have anything to play for um we were going against an ottawa team that i think had already made the playoffs um at that point so they didn't have much to play for but we we, i mean we we didn't we could have just not done anything and we could have just rolled over and gone to the end of the season and uh or whatever but uh they really showed out there they they looks like they had fun and it was i always love a rain game i don't know why but whenever there's like a i don't love delays but there's a certain tinge to it I, i guess I'll transition to moment like just rain games at the sports flex are always really fun uh for whatever we always lost them (laughs) yeah well (laughs) lightning delays we tend to win I think yes no we didn't beat Tampa that one time uh but other times I know we like we beat Rochester that one time when it was like 
yeah five Pitt- of us i think left in the stands yeah pittsburgh cool. i think we had a big win in a rain game uh yeah. in st louis i think as well yeah yeah that sounds about right but yeah that's that's kind of my favorite uh game and moment um as an independence fan and i will add in here where is oh yeah so uh matt uh had a similar one he he his favorite game uh he's he he said it was the 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 ottawa game against uh or the, against ottawa at the end of 2019 um so yeah it was i think he had the same game as me actually now that i think about it uh, but it's fun atmosphere it's good to be in the stands and just a really entertaining game is what he had said so yeah i i almost want to throw in the 4-1 over cincinnati now that i think of it too as an honorable as an that. honorable mention <laughs> i know you guys weren't there for that but yeah. that one was also phenomenal because screw fc cincinnati yeah <laughs> beat them so absolutely destroyed in that game but that yeah. was um 2018 i think it was one of the years we did amateur hour. I don't know which yeah, one. Yeah, because that would have been yeah. the last. That would have been the last year. Twenty eighteen. Cincinnati was in the league, and they were. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. So I got. Uh, That's the game that won us the cup. Yeah. Oh yeah, we, we like I guess own. we still have it. Yeah. 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 So we I have the two Richards. Perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess uh, I don't see the independents make it up to MLS, or maybe if uh, FC Cincinnati two is that a thing. It's I mean, not yet, but whatever it is, know. maybe. Well, you know what? Uh, David Tepper can buy the Queen City Cup from us. Yeah, yeah that'll work. Ten million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. He, I'm sure he really, really wants it. So I have uh, two Richards uh, responses here. Uh, I got Richard Gross first. Who, How many Richards? Uh, two Richards, not three. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we have. Uh, so for his first answer, he said, "Any Charleston away, hanging out with the regiment." who know how to put on a fantastic tailgate is always great fun, especially when Gary does a keg stand and that pub rest in peace, best post game venue ever. And for that one, like that's something I definitely echo. I only got to go uh, in our first season and that one, it was kind of heartbreaking because like, it didn't feel like we were going to win, but like if we won, I think we would have been third in the league. And instead we got knocked out of the playoffs because that was back when there was only like six people qualified. Uh, Back when the league was small. And uh, it, it was heartbreaking, but also a great time because the regiment was so cool. Even for an introvert like me, I had a blast. And that pub is phenomenal. Like, it, it's a shame that they are not still at that venue. Um, yeah. And then uh, Richard Marion, kind of similar, but it was actually at home. Uh, Charleston game post-Charleston shooting. That was mm. an amazing time. Uh, I, I think that was 2016. Um, I can't remember exactly if that was the year it was. It was right after the, you know, the tragedy that happened yeah. in Charleston. Um, and, uh, the way we came together with their fans, we collected donations. Yeah. And then on top of that, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Our striker scored a game winning goal on the last second. And Zahorsky? I'm like, Zahorsky, that's it. Okay. Zahorsky. Zahorsky right. scored a last second. And that was like before they even finished Ramblewood. So like we were all on just one side of the stadium and it was, did they ever really finish it? No, <laughs> well, this, it was less finished than uh, it ever was, but uh, it was, I think it was our first game at Ramblewood. It was one of the first ones, obviously, because it was half done, but it was a blast. I mean, obviously between hanging out with the regiment, uh, you know, supporting the good cause and then us getting a win over Charleston on a last second, like that was phenomenal. Like that in my mind might be one of my top moments. Uh, but for mine, I didn't write these down and I'm kind of blanking. Uh, favorite game. 
actually is another Charleston game for me, uh, is the very first one, our very first match. We lost two to three, but for me, it was such a great moment because like when I first learned about the independence, I was like, oh, okay, it's this new team. I had just gotten into soccer. Uh, I was into soccer a little bit, 2010 World Cup, 2014. I was like, okay, I got to get involved with the local club. Oh, this team's trying to do USL to MLS route just like Orlando City did. Sounds cool. So I jumped on that bandwagon, you know, got my friends. And I just remember uh, with me, Pris, and Justin, in fact, this top photo. Oh, uh, you can see the top yep, photo. I there think. it is. Yep. That's from the very first game. And uh, we just had such a fun time and, you know, just cheering with Jack's Militia. And even though we lost, it was just a fun game to watch. And that's probably still my favorite moment just because it really what sparked the most I've ever been a soccer fan. Um, so I definitely have to say that, but I like both what both Richards, what they said about their answers as well. Um, yeah, that's my biggest regret as a fan is not getting down to Charleston for an away match. I only uh, did it once and I wish I'd well, done it more. A, a lot of it's not my fault. It's, I think we've had like four of the away games get canceled because of hurricanes like or it's yeah. been midweek. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of unfortunate happenings with, with that, with Charleston. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So our next question, uh, which you came up with, Alex, is who is your favorite player not named Jorge Herrera? Yeah, I figured if we just said who's your favorite player, it would basically be Jorge. I mean, that's um, how the song goes. Yeah, it is the how the song goes. You know, <laughs> that it, that those are the rules. We don't make the rules, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, but I, I would say I thought about this a lot, I, but I think Joel Johnson is probably my favorite player. He's a little bit of an unsung hero. I, th- I feel like he's been with the club, I think, since 2016. Um, I think he's probably, if you don't count Enzo's uh, year away, I think he's the longest tenured active player um, mm-hmm. on the team. And he's just been basically a rock at, at right back for, you know, however many seasons, four, seasons, four or five seasons now. Um, and he's, I think he's one of the best right backs in the league. Um, he's a player that I still don't understand how he doesn't get more MLS looks. Um, I think he can play at that level. Uh, I know that, they don't want to – I think some of it has to do with some of the roster construction rules. Yeah. Um, he would take up an international slot, and they only have limited amounts of those available. But um, he's a player that I think um, – because he's still, he's still fairly young. I think he's only like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's, he's just been awesome. He's, I don't think he's scored a goal for the club um, ever. <laughs> but he's got, he's got you know, several assists, but he's always – he's up and down the right flank the whole game. Um, and he's just, he's just a really awesome player. Uh, always, always fighting, always kind of, he's like the energizer bunny out there, but yeah, that, that's my answer. Yeah. For me, um, I don't know. I kind of thought it a lot about it too. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't choose Lewis Hilton just because I was going to say, we got to know that. I feel like I have to, (laughs) Um, but I really did enjoy Lewis Hilton uh, as as a player with the independence just because he was such a, he was such a versatile player and he was a player that I really think uh, he was like a diamond in the rough that Jeffries continues to find um, and has found. Oh, my cat's in the background. Uh, (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, he, he came in from, I think, a D2, D3 school, um, had a little bit of playing time here and there, and eventually worked his way through to be a starter, um, a really hard worker on the pitch, which is it was easy to love um, as a fan. And he's, he's continued to, to go on and do bigger, better things. Unfortunately, it's not with the club, but 
of course, but uh, I do have to give like special mentions to a couple other players being June Marquise Davidson, yeah. just because he's great. I mean, in the, the, yeah. the drop off when we lost him yeah. that season and the following season was just oh, immense. Um, yeah. Well, we still so, haven't totally replaced him either. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. you could, you could almost argue that Jeffries has, completely had to rechange his uh style of play this year because he couldn't replace him in some ways maybe yeah um, and kiva and with kivan not being with the yeah club yeah that's, this year. That's, that's a good point because he's um, he's kind of um a june marquez davidson light so to speak he is yeah it's mm. it's but i've always loved the midfield play and things like that and i i do gotta do give a special shout out to hugh as well just because he's I remember bef- the the year before we got him, I was like, I'd love to get a defender like you because he's tall, he's he can pass well, and he's he's a, a dominant force on the back line. And then we did get him the next year, and we've we've had him this year as well. And he's been he's been a major catalyst. I mean, this year, if I'm not mistaken, he has not missed a single minute. Um, he's been an Iron Man for the club, and and that was the center back position was something I was kind of concerned about this year because. Uh, we didn't have a lot of backups. I think we had two uh, academy players, maybe one academy player uh, kind of as a backup there. Um, so it's – I got to give Hugh a shout-out, of course, for what he's doing off the pitch too with his uh, Black Lives Matter shirt that he did um, and just his work, the work he's done with Block Love uh, and, and things along those lines. Um, and really, I think, too, the thing with him that has been really cool to see is that um, there's always, I don't want to say there's always been, but like we, when we had Bilal Duckett, he was kind of a, an advocate for um, talking about things outside of the soccer realm. Mm-hmm. And, and he was kind of fulfilled that, um, that role with the club over time, of course, but he's, he's kind of done that as well. Um, talking about uh, social justice and things along those lines. So it's been really cool to see him kind of, take that mantle on um, that Bilal had previously um, with the club. And then I do have Matt's question or Matt's answer here. He's a really good one. And I'll, I uh, especially appreciated the last portion of his answer, but uh, his favorite player has, has been Brandon Miller. Uh, he, he said three different reasons. Uh, great performance on the field, admire, admirable character off of it. And one hell of a head of hair. So, yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got a great, great beard as well. He's just, he he's killing yeah. it. He's killing it in the grooming department. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, mine's pretty straightforward. Uh, Richard, uh, Marion, and Groves uh, both picked uh, the same person I'm going to pick, and that's uh, Bilal Duckett. Uh, I mean, as y'all can see, anybody yeah. who's watching, uh, that jersey, uh, I can't remember what year it was. I think it was 2017. Uh, I won some sort of contest before the season started and they asked, uh, who's your favorite player? And I immediately said, our captain, Bilal Duckett. And they gave me that autographed jersey from the 2016 season. And uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks. I mean, it took me a while to get a frame for it, but I, I love it. Uh, no matter what's gone on with the club, I'm never taking that thing down. Um, but like for me, he just, I mean, he was our captain for a while and he just, the way I feel like, I mean, all of our players have always been really good about connecting with the fans. Uh, that's one thing I love about soccer at this level that like I don't think we're going to get at the MLS level is 
players for connecting sure. with fans. I mean, it's impossible. I mean, you know, at that level, yeah. at least not the same way. But like, Duck just seemed to especially connect with the fans, and you know, the way he led our team, and as Ben said, was advocating for things off the field. Uh, he just was an inspiration and uh, a really good part of the team. And when we when we lost him. It felt like a loss, but then, you know, Hugh came in and kind of stepped in the role, both like, I mean, it doesn't even have the same number. Uh, same I mean, number, it's just, yeah, it's, it's a little just, bit. You know, <laughs> it's uncanny, but, yeah, you know, there, there's so many great players. I, I think there's only been one I didn't like um, from the early days, but uh, everyone else I've loved. And, um, yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of hard to pick one, but for me, it's got to be Duckett. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm I'm a little sad we didn't do a least favorite player. <laughs> well, I think I think everyone's would be frankly Ryan Finley. Um, yes. I mean, I, I mean, it, I don't know if you were if you knew. Uh, were you a fan back then? No, that was the first year. Uh, I was still in college, and so I was not quite tuned in yet. I gotta be honest um, with you. I'm a little fuzzy <laughs> on why I don't like Rand Finley, but the only things I remember was he seemed to be a bit like didn't quite play the same style. Was a bit like nasty on the field, and I think he like like was snotty to one of our like a fan like on the yeah. uh, on Twitter or something like that. But I just remember being like, oh, I don't really care if he comes back, whereas everyone else who leaves, you're sad about. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty much. So the next question, it's more or less for you two guys, although I guess probably other people have answered this, but what have you enjoyed about Talking Jacks? Uh, I've I've enjoyed a lot of things about Talking Jacks. I mean, I think um, the main thing is just kind of really getting, you know, diving deep into, into the club, you know, learning about the players, their backgrounds, um obviously talking about you know the field play on the field um you know hanging out with ben every week hanging out with you when you were on the on the show chris um i also really enjoyed when we got to to other fans of other clubs that was always um doing stuff you know the the world of lower division soccer podcasting and journalism is very small um and so it's always nice to, to swap stories and hear uh about other people's clubs because it's um it's a really really cool world like you were saying you know the connection with the fans is one of the biggest draws to the usl um and so that's something that i've always enjoyed uh, about doing the show hmm. yeah i definitely would would echo a lot of what alex said it's just it's been really cool to connect with you alex continue to connect with chris um even though we've been with friends for a while or whatever mm-hmm. Um, but just, it's been a cool, it sounds cliche to say, cliche to say a podcast is a creative outlet, but it is kind of a creative outlet in some ways. It's been cool to, to have that thing to work on every week. Um, maybe two, three times a week. Yeah. Um, when, it, when those games, those Monday or those, uh, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday weeks were a little yeah, rough. Right. <laughs> but, uh, it's been really cool to just have that, uh, that outlet, um, to talk about the team, to, um, just have something to work towards and a passion and, and, and things along those lines. Um, and for me as like an introverted person, it's been kind of cool to just kind of work through and like find my voice in soccer and, realize that I'm not a tactician and I can't speak on it very well. Uh, so there's that. And again, like you said, Alex, it's been really cool to connect with different people, um, both on the podcast and in person and things along those lines. And I don't know, it's just been, it's been a fun, uh, fun little hobby, I suppose that, um, we cast to the internet for some reason. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's it's just been a good run, and it's been really um, enjoyable to to connect with different people with with similar interests um, and find common ground and things like that. Like whether or not it was talking with Jared Odenbeck and hearing his story, uh, or talking with uh, the former Rapids rabbi, um, now in Pittsburgh, of course. So that was really fun. Um, yeah, and just talking about the team and everything. Um, it's, it's been a lot of fun doing that for the time we were able to do it. Yeah. So did Matt answer this one too? He did not, I don't believe. Okay. That is a negative. Well, he did not uh, enjoy talking to yeah. <laughs> He doesn't enjoy it. Yeah. That's why he sends all these questions in to, to try to find a way he to am- improve it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Richard Marion uh, enjoyed the local commentary and community focused topics. And uh, Richard um, Groves said, being able to share the pain, it's so very cathartic to hear others commiserate and why we suck. And, and, and I can I can agree with that. I think for me personally, what I've enjoyed about Talking Jacks, I'm going to talk about y'all's Talking Jacks. I, I enjoyed y'all's chemistry because Ben is a blind optimist. Like <laughs> he, he just always assumes the best and always assumes everyone's out to get every independence player. Whereas <laughs> Alex, you're a little more like me where you're a little more of a realist. And uh, I appreciate y'all balancing each other out because you do like to hear a positive thing, but you don't like to hear delusions either. And so, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed that uh, balance between you guys. And I've also enjoyed getting to know you, Alex. Uh, ben, I would have known regardless because we've known each other before soccer. Uh, we're interested in other things. I'm very jealous of his pajama pants right now because it's off. <laughs> so, you know, we have, we have uh, our, our other things, but uh, I don't know if I would have gotten to know you as well if it wasn't for – when we did the blogging with soccer and sweet tea and then uh, talking jacks, even though I wasn't terribly involved with it. Uh, that's how I've gotten to know you. And I've really enjoyed that time. I mean, you know, we were at each other's weddings, you know, and yeah. I don't know that that would have happened without talking jacks. Definitely not. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. So honestly, that's the thing I've enjoyed most about talking jacks. I didn't get to enjoy being a freaking host <laughs> of talking jacks. I was so excited. You don't understand. Like, <laughs> We, we, we were talking with James, yeah. uh, as he likes to be referred to as the guy who James works in the, the front, front office. office. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were, we were talking to him at that little party beforehand about the different stuff we were going to do. I was going to try to bring in some like things that I thought worked well with amateur hour doing all these interviews mm-hmm. and all this stuff. Yeah. And then it just kind of all fell apart. And of course we got to turn it into a little mini thing we did with, you know, helping, uh, you know, when we had some of the bad stuff happen to Miko, we were able to yeah. that as an outlet and, you know, Obviously, connecting with Hugh was really great. And then even highlighting Block Love in our last episode we did, uh, that was awesome. Um, I really enjoyed that. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed all that stuff. So, yeah, And I'm really glad you guys did that stuff, too. Uh, yeah. That was really awesome. So, Yeah, I appreciate it. We, we really enjoyed it, too. It, was, it felt like it was really important. And, uh, you know, we needed to do whatever we could to connect with the community when all this stuff was happening. So our next question is kind of a two-parter because um, I, I feel like they're separate things. So I almost could ask them separate questions, but I'm putting them together anyway. Uh, what are your thoughts on the team going forward? And I mean, what I meant by that when I posted that question was, what are your thoughts on like your particular fandom with the team going forward? And then what do you think your soccer fandom might look like going forward if it's a separate thing from being an independence fan? Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'll try to keep it brief. 
you know, my thoughts on the team going forward is I'll probably engage similar to how I did this year. Um, I'll probably watch the games. Um, but outside of that, you know, I'll probably keep the, keep the commentary to a minimum on, on online, keep it within, you know, friend groups, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, still, still trying to find that balance of, of supporting the players and um, you know, the, the people who, who work hard and, and have the right values, um, but without uh, supporting the, the ones who don't, to be honest. Um, yeah. So probably continue to do that. Um, you know, ESPN plus makes it pretty easy to watch, watch from home. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, even though I'll be in Wilmington, I'll still tune in. Um, but in terms of, you know, to be honest, I don't know how long the team's going to be around um, yeah. with, with the, uh, with Charlotte FC coming on the scene uh, with everything that happened with Demico. Um, <laughs> it was bad enough just that, that they were going to go away uh, eventually because of the emergence of Charlotte FC and kind of the, the capitalism uh, structure that we have in this country of, mm-hmm. of soccer um, and how, how they were just going to kind of bulldoze us out of the way. That was, that was going to be really painful, but um, yeah. in some yeah. ways it's, it's kind of, it's, it, it's been really painful to go through what we've been through with Demico uh, or Demico, however you say his his name, um, it's been painful to go through that and to have our club kind of dragged through the mud mm-hmm. and and have something that we love and cherish tarnished. Uh, but also, it's going to make um, it's going to make the inevitable folding or moving of the club a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's a there's a very small silver lining <laughs> um, yeah. to take away from from everything that's happened. But um, that part that part has really sucked. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it feels like, you know, I, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but for me, it's been a, it's been a little bit of a personal loss uh, yeah. to have our club, something that I really identified with and spent a lot, a lot of my time and um, energy uh, devoted to this club to have that tarnished so quickly. Um, that was really painful personally to, to deal with. And so, um, you know, going forward, that's probably how, how I'll deal with it. But in terms of soccer fandom, I'm still a huge soccer fan. Um, you know, I've, I've gotten, uh, like, like we mentioned earlier, I've, I've gotten more into Arsenal. I've gotten more into watching other leagues. Um, so I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Um, and so I'll probably continue to, you know, I don't think I'll ever give my heart away, <laughs> so to speak, to, to another club like I did with the independents. Um, unless, you know, in the future we have a different structure um, where, where we're able to, um, kind of grow a, a, a community type environment. Um, but we'll see, well, you know, you never know what's going to happen, what's going to, what the local soccer scene is going to look like in, you know, the rest of my lifetime. So I'll, I won't say never, but I, it's going to be, um, you know, in terms of uh, hardcore fandom, it, it's probably just going to be Arsenal from, from yeah. here. So. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely echo a lot of what you said, Alex. It's just because the way I've kind of looked at it is, I've gotten so jaded about like seeing how the sausage is made yeah. in soccer um, yeah. that it's like, I just don't know how it's going to be really difficult for me to fully invest in the way that I was with the independence with another club just yeah, because yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's like a breakup in some ways where like, yeah, no, it really is person and they're still living their life and they're still doing their <laughs> thing. And you're like, I don't, I don't want them to, I, in some ways I want them to succeed, but I don't, but, and then you like, no, you should be as suffering store. as I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but really the, the jokes aside, it, it, 
I just don't, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that, quite frankly. Um, like you said, though, never say never. Um, I mean, I love soccer and I, I really enjoy the community aspect of it and bringing people together and, and things of that nature. Um, but it just may be, I think it's just better for me to invest in those types of things rather than inherently in soccer and podcasting and, and things along those lines, I guess. Um, so I guess my soccer fandom will look different in some respects, but, um, of course it's not like I'm going off Twitter anytime soon. I'm, uh, it's, you're not changing your Twitter name. No, from, <laughs> Chris to, mentioned to something, something about that, but I was like, no, yeah. I don't think I'm going to do that anytime soon. Um, mm. but, uh, but yeah, I just don't know. It, it would just take a lot for me to, to really be an independence fan in general or support another team like I did with the independence ever again, simply put. Um, But yeah, uh, over to you, Chris. Matt didn't answer it. Um, I should know that, shouldn't I? I'm terrible at this. I know you said he didn't answer question Um, three, so. Yeah, so no, he did actually answer this. Um, Okay. He said, for obvious reasons, reasons, these recent months have been a challenging time to be an independence fan. I'm not sure if I'll ever be able to be as passionate about the team as I once was, but I hope to enjoy it while I can. Mm. Yeah. So uh, Richard Marion more or less just said, Lord, I don't know. But it could also be the way I worded the question because I, I, I kind of split the meetings because Matt asked kind of a similar question that we'll ask later on. So he just, uh, Richard Marion just said, Lord, I don't know. Although <laughs> Richard Groves was very similar. His was, no idea. The ball is in Independence's court. I was so very much looking forward to Memorial too. And I, I understand that because, like, this is a really dramatic way to put it, but it almost feels like any of us Independence fans are like, what, what was it, Moses who wandered the desert and never yeah. got to the promised land? <laughs> like, we went to Ramblewood, UNC Charlotte, uh, Winthrop, Matthews, and we're not going to go to the stadium that they promised in 2014. Like, really? Yeah. We're not going to go? Like, part of me wants to go to one game just so I can say I've been there. Yeah. yeah. But also, like, I don't know that I want to do that. I might go when, like, Charleston goes or something, but I'm not sure. Yeah, there was sand involved with both of those uh, exiles too. <laughs> See, there you go. There's yeah. always a lot of sand on the Independence Field. But for for me, uh, I'm blanking on what the question was. Oh yeah, so my thoughts on the team as an Independence fan. Well, I kind of already said before how I felt with it and everything. I don't see myself supporting a team unless there's massive changes that probably aren't going to happen at the front office yeah. for a variety of reasons. Why would anyone take over the team? And that stuff me and Ben yeah. went through a lot in the Namiko episode. But as far as my soccer fandom going forward, I, like you, Alex, have gotten a little more into Arsenal. And, like, I'm probably going to go to Charlotte FC games. I don't know if I will their first season just because, yeah. like, financial reasons because me and my wife have been unemployed since March. And uh, I have no idea when that's going to get fixed because because of my condition, I more or less have to be a bubble boy. Um, I've barely left, like, other than groceries, I have not left the house. I, I mean, yeah. Ben doesn't live far from me, and I haven't seen him in person since March. Since we recorded that one episode of Talking Jackson together. <laughs> That's the last time I saw Ben. and uh, Or any friends for that matter. It's only yeah. the family, which is so weird. But it's just I have to be precautious because of my condition. Yeah. Like, um, it's a thing where once I do get out there, I do think I want to go to some Charlotte FC games. I don't see myself getting as into it as I am with the independence or was. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel with, about them as well. Yeah. But the one thing I will say with the independence, the reason I got into the independence at first was because I got excited they might go to MLS and be a big club. Uh, I'm less interested in that now. 
but the thing I think I cherish most about being an independence fan was the friends that I made and the friendships that grew because mm-hmm. of it. Like really, like, I mean, I uh, sat with Jackson Militia the first season after that, me and a couple of buddies I brought to the games uh, always sat separately, as y'all know, and our friendships grew. Like I barely knew Kyle uh, whenever we started games and me and Lucia were kind of friends, but not huge friends and we're, we're great friends now. And that little wedding picture you got there, you two are in that photo as is Kyle and Lucia, all y'all were at my wedding. And I feel like you can have that connection with friends anywhere. And it doesn't even necessarily be soccer, but like, maybe I can foster that again at Charlotte FC games, at least with Kyle and Lucian and maybe some new friends. Yeah. And so for me, I think that's more important than the club itself uh, in that regard, but I still don't see myself connecting as much to independence or as much to Charlotte FC as I did independence. Yeah. Plus I'm still going to go to Asheville city games at least once a year, once life is back to normal and probably South Carolina United uh, games as well once a year. Cause uh, I really enjoy the South Carolina atmosphere down there Plus, it's close to where I grew up and Asheville, Asheville. I just love that town. I love the scene there. I mean, Tim, you know, from You're Smarter Than Us is just awesome. I, I like I haven't seen that dude since right before I got married. And like, you know, I miss that guy. I want to go see him. I think. But once again, that's all about the connections with friendships. So yeah, that's more sure. or less what my soccer fandom looks like going forward. Yeah, that's cool. I, I That's a good point, too, about, you know. It it is kind of a cliche, you know. The the real independence is are the friends we made along the way. But like, uh, <laughs> I think that I think that's a really good point. I think that um, you know we'll continue those relationships even after whatever happens with the club. Um, so that that's definitely definitely a good point. Something to hold on to. Yeah. Well, we are going to have to take one more commercial break, but I think <laughs> yeah. that should be it before we're done with the Talking Jacks uh, finale. It's like a sitcom. We got two, uh, we got three, <laughs> two, act, two three, act breaks, three blacks. <laughs> we got a lot of sponsors up. Babe. Yes. Um, I've been thinking. Oh no. I know you love it when I think. Mm. Um, so I kind of maybe sort of a little bit miss doing something with you. What do you mean? We're around each other all the time. We've been quarantining since March. Yeah, but. I've kind of missed doing our podcast. I hear you, but you know, like I said, I don't have time with school and we ran out of ideas for questions. So we really need people to help us figure out new questions. We're going to have a second season. Yeah. And I would love to do a second season. Hmm. That was too much fun. Okay. So maybe we can uh, think about coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's a good idea. Uh, I at least want to wait till the semester's over before we start recording. So probably start around January, February. That sounds pretty like a good timeline. Okay, cool. Well, if you guys want to help us out with our second season, we need lots of ideas for questions. And if you want to make sure you don't ask us the same question from last year, uh, you can check out the 100 episodes we have. They're all micro size. They're like between what an average of 10, 15 minutes, you'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check those out anytime you want. Uh, question with Pris and Chris. You can follow us at Twitter and Instagram at Chris, the letter N, Pris. That's the handle. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Back to the other podcast that I'm recording. And we're back from our second commercial break, which I'm sure I probably, I don't know, maybe I advertised my podcast question or something. But um, <laughs> so uh, our next, the rest of our questions for the most part are all from uh, the wonderful fourth Talking Jacks member, uh, Matt at Bo Round and Round, uh, with the exception of one question, which I figure we can answer relatively quickly. Um, it's from QC Royals, who asked uh, if the Royals are really necessary. 
which I don't know if that's just like a, a insecurity issue or what, but uh, I, y'all, I think you might know better than I would, Ben. Uh, are the Royals yeah. necessary? I mean, I think if you say the Royals aren't necessary, that means Dumpy is not necessary. Oh, that's a good so point. So I feel like I have to say yes, mm. they are necessary. Fair <laughs> enough. The Royals, the Royals are eternal, I feel like. They, the Royals will supersede all of us. Mm. Um, I don't know. That sounds really silly for me to say. but Well, the Dumpy argument is pretty solid, I think. I mean, I don't even know what else I can say, really. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'll add that the world needs more purple and teal. Uh, yeah so i i would agree that the royals are in fact necessary yeah i i definitely would have liked teal and purple uh to like you know like pittsburgh has their identity with the black and gold i think teal and purple would be a cool uh look for charlotte to have but you know is what it is uh i guess we also just do that blue like hey like both of us with our talking jack shirts on which that's another thing i enjoy about talking jacks i have my friend's face on my chest (laughs) That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And uh I actually I kinda wanna put out a little quick uh thank you slash apology to Richard, because uh, uh at one point Ben and I were talking about doing like a totally different podcast with this that we eventually decided not to. Uh he didn't work too hard on it, he said, but he was starting <laughs> to make my face in there uh for our new podcast that we were gonna do that we ended up not doing so thanks slash sorry richard i hope you didn't work too much on that um but i did message him as soon as i felt like i don't know if we're actually gonna do it but anyways on to the matt questions matt asks if you feel any mistakes were made by the independence or queen city soccer club since the beginning in 2015 which are the worst mistakes they've made and i'm going to put in a little thing in here I think this has to be outside of the D'Amico thing because I think we've we had <laughs> yeah. a whole episode on that. I yeah. think everyone knows that's the worst mistake is them not only that happening, but the team more or less backing him as opposed to all of their fans who have been loyal from the beginning. So I'm going to say outside of that, what do y'all think is the worst or one of the worst mistakes the team's made? Besides letting Lewis Hilton go? <laughs> yeah besides letting Lewis Hilton go yeah I mean there have been many mistakes over the years mm. um, honestly we could probably do an entire episode or entire series of episodes on mm-hmm. the many mistakes uh, that were made I think you know some of them were made with good intentions some of them were just made because I, you know I won't, yeah. <laughs> I'll be, I'll try to be nice. I'll, I'll be nice and I'll just refrain. Right. Um, but I'll, I'll say the biggest mistake probably is, is not having a quality number nine for all these years. Uh, mm-hmm. Now that we've got, you know, if the couple of years we did have a really good uh, striker uh, was this year, Ben Kelly. And then yeah. uh, 2016 was probably the last time we had a good striker before mm-hmm. that. And it was kind of a, a group, uh, by committee a little bit with yeah um, yeah back well, before caleb brown calvert forgot calvert. how to play soccer and, and <laughs> brian brown uh, who is did not forget how to play soccer but was but was also very good yeah. um i would say you know to be nice <laughs> that's probably the biggest mistake and then i would also just say like the, the um just the everything that went into the attendance issues i think there's yeah. a there's a there's many things you could probably point to, uh, but just not being able to figure out a way to generate any kind of buzz around yeah. the club. It's tough. 
I don't know. I guess in one word, McGinnis. Um, <laughs> I mean, sorry. That's fair. That's okay, fair. no, I take yeah. it back. That's the worst mistake. <laughs> I mean, how did I was, not even think of that? Yeah, hiring was, hiring a guy who's coached the sport for like four years. Yeah, uh, it yeah. was. It Jimmy's was winning so, matches. <laughs> He won, God. he won a few. He won no, That's he like won lost. match. He I'm pretty sure he won one <laughs> match. Oh, I believe well. so. I think you're right. Hey, I'm drinking a Guinness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, it was just I mean, I can see in some optimistic light that I obviously do something. That is the only light you see, Ben. Mm. Yeah. That's <laughs> the optimistic light. But like it, it was a gamble, but it was just like not a good one. It was, it was a really I mean, I'm bad not a gamble. gamble. I'm not a gambler, but like I, I would have known not to do that. Yeah. Um, without getting too far in the nitty gritty. It just wasn't it, yeah. And I think part of it too was like just letting things go on the way they were for as long as they were. Like just just fire the dude like it's not going well like we lost to the florida freaking soccer soldiers and we still were like yeah let's 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 ride it out what's the worst <laughs> that could happen they'll turn it around eventually surely i mean yeah you know what uh, i want to see yeah. like i don't know if it would happen but mcginnis had his own book i want a mike oh, jeffries yeah. book i want to see about because to me there's I, I, I don't know him too well, but I did have a little conversation with him right when the whole McGinnis thing was happening. And he didn't come out and say that he was unhappy, but I got the impression that he wasn't thrilled to be yeah. promoted to the general yeah. manager position. <laughs> and of course he wasn't because we brought him back immediately. Yeah. You know, so like obviously he still wanted to coach. I would love to read all about or hear all about that whole period. And it's not something that's going to happen until he's retired, but like yeah. I would love to hear how that whole thing went down what all went wrong with the whole McGinnis thing from his perspective. And then what was it like for the team to come back and be like, Hey, so we know we promoted you to this thing, but can you come back? <laughs> like, I, I like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like someone had to eat some crow or humble pie or something there. Cause like that had to be okay. oof. But yeah. So for my thing, I mean, really all of you are correct. Um, <laughs> it, specifically for me, uh, I think, the early stumbles that the independents eventually did catch up on was the uh, over-promising and under-delivering. Because like in the first season, the, yeah. the whole issues with the stadium and, and, and stuff like that happens. But the way they went about it, they were like, like you literally, I remember going to one game at UNC Charlotte and be, being handed a pamphlet to show, tell me when the next, where the next game's going to be. Despite it being reported, it's going to be at Ramblewood. Oh no, actually it's got to be down in Winthrop in South Carolina. And it's like, I feel like a little better planning could have went into that, but they eventually did fix that. I feel like over time with as far as not over promising things they couldn't deliver on. But I think that really hurt the initial interest of the fan base because a lot of people just didn't take them seriously. Like I, I could be wrong, but I have it in my head. One of our most attended games ever was the very first one. And I could be wrong in that, but I'm pretty sure that game was pretty well attended. And then it fell a bit. And, and, and like, for me, I think that hurt him initially. And then I don't know, you, you just look at the attendance, like we are the we were constantly the worst attended team that wasn't a two team and i know they want to blame on the stadium and maybe that will help but to me i don't believe it i don't believe that every other usl team has a better stadium situation than we ever did i i just i don't buy it i think i I think there's a lot of factors i think the stadium is one but i think um if you put a compelling product together um you know you can put it on the moon and people will come um, yeah. 
It's true. So, so I, I think there were, I think there's a lot, you know, we don't have to go through all that. We've, yeah. we've, we've had this conversation before, but yeah. I think you're yeah. definitely right. And probably playing stadium carousel or stadium roulette, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Those first, the first year or so, uh, that probably really hurt as well. Yeah. But that, that that's just kind of my perspective on like, cause like the stumble so much out of the gate, I think that, there's something that's hurt them a good bit. I don't know that they would have made MLS if they didn't do that, but I'm just yeah. saying. Well, like, and some of that I, too falls at the feet of U.S. soccer and, yeah, and the, the yeah. um, regulations and all what that. Are they, the PLS, I think is what they're called, the stadium regulations mm-hmm. for division. Yeah. You know, Some of that definitely falls at their feet and, and, and it's outside of the club's control a little bit. Um, so it is kind of what it is at this yeah. point. We, we don't have to go into a whole pro-rel uh, <laughs> spiel either. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of podcasts that do that. All I'm sure the time. there are, yeah. <laughs> so the next question from Matt, he asked, what does the future of the independence look like? And so what I think would be interesting, to, if you can, have some sort of long-term predictions for the team, or maybe short-term if you have a specific one you want to throw out there. Um, I think I've kind of already mentioned my long-term one, yeah. so I'll go short-term. Uh, we're going to get into the playoffs either by a win or a draw tomorrow night and we are going to win a playoff game for the first time this year okay okay i'm not going to predict anything further than that but i think we will get into the playoffs and win the first game benjamin yeah um i don't know as far as long-term plans um or what the future holds for the independence i just kind of like we talked about i don't want to elaborate too much but it's just there's a lot up in the air Mm. Yeah, it's bleak, to, man. Yeah. Yeah, like you, it's I bleak. Mean, you can put a, a stadium in Uptown, but if you're not going to market it and you're not going to, I mean, without getting too far into it, if you're not going to foster a fan culture and being welcomed, welcoming to fans that have been there for a while, I don't, I don't know that I really have much, much of a reason to think that it's going to be successful. I mean, yeah, yeah. And if you have a racist, owner, I'm very biased. It's pretty hard to that. overcome I mean, that as well. Yeah, it's just there's a, there's so many question marks and there's not a lot of answers. Mm. Um, and it's just, I don't know. I mean, I think short, short term too, I think, I think we will learn a lot from the NCFC game because there's, you're kind of, I mean, it's a rivalry game and all those things, kinds of things, but you're also kind of uh, seeing two clubs meet each other in very different uh forms um mm. simply put uh hopefully i don't know that i'm incredibly hopeful but um i'm optimistic that we can get a result and then i think we end up playing tampa bay after that mm-hmm. more than likely it maybe end up being charleston um Ooh, maybe i want to change my prediction yeah, I would say either one it's gonna be interesting i mean ugh, i don't know um but i think it i think we've if we can get that win against NCFC, um, it will, at our highest, we've been really competitive and really good. And we've, we've even beaten Birmingham when I thought we wouldn't stand a chance against beating Birmingham. So yeah, I, I'm optimistic with the pieces that we've got and, and ultimately uh, the way uh, Mike has been getting them to play has been really entertaining. And I think each player has a role in things along those lines. Um, I'm really optimistic that we can make some damage in the playoffs potentially as long as we get there, which is important. 
and we won't play Rochester. That's all we <laughs> That definitely won't. <laughs> That's good. Um, so I don't have any short-term predictions because I've not been paying attention. Uh, long-term, I mean, pretty much the same as y'all. It's, it's not looking great. Uh, it didn't look great before all this stuff with uh, the owner happened. Yeah. I mean, I True. think what, what that one year where uh, that half-assed MLS bid stole the idea of renovating Memorial, Jim was talking about if they get it, we're going to have to fold. Like, so if they're folding because of that, who knows what might happen in the future. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I, what I do find interesting is the whole attachment to the youth club. Like, what – does that help them at all? Is there – because there's, like, such a big brand with that now. Like, I see magnets and stuff all the time, and I'm yeah. convinced it's from youth soccer because there was never that many people at the games. Oh, yeah, for sure. Pretty sure it's all from the youth. And I've even seen, like, little signs for youth soccer. So I wonder if that's a, a good little way to save them or for them to transition yeah. to well, something I think, else. Um, I don't know. Maybe. I think what will end up happening is that the the professional part of the club will fold and that mm. the youth club will continue on. Right. And, and it'll probably – they might – I don't know if they'll change the, the brand or not. Uh, at that point, that's up to them, I think. Because I don't think Demico has anything to do financially yeah, with the youth think. side. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if they want to disassociate themselves from him, they can do so at that time. Hmm. Uh, but I think that's kind of what happened with the Wilmington Hammerheads. I think they uh, they ceased operations on the professional side, but they're still doing uh, youth stuff. And I think um, didn't Myrtle so, Beach yeah. do something similar? They stopped yeah. fielding the, the PDL side, but they're still a youth youth team. Yeah, I, I would say from that perspective, though, the mutiny it was more of like a they didn't care for their PDL side much at all. It was gotcha. almost like the other way around. The PDL club took the identity of the youth club. Okay. Yeah, so so it's a little different, but same same concept, basically. Yeah, yeah I get what you mean. So that's probably how the, how the team lives on, is just through the youth club. And, yeah. and then whether they stay the Charlotte Independence is kind of who knows. Hmm. So Matt's next question. Am I sounding funny to y'all? I'm getting like some feedback on my headphones. You sound fine to me. Yeah. Okay, this must be my headphones. All right. Um, so Matt asks, "Do you think that making talking jacks has taught you any lessons?" Uh, it has taught me not to listen to your own podcast outside of editing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because that's a that's a brutal experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I I don't like listening to my own voice, so I don't yeah, know how other people for sure. do it. Yeah. But, no. uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of taught me that, like, it's made me appreciate that there's podcasts that have done what we've done, but done it for, like, 10 years. Yeah, it's yeah, impressive. for sure. Um, and just, I think you have to be really, you have to find something that you really, really are passionate about and creative about. And um, not that I didn't find that, but I just didn't find the passion in that anymore, I suppose. Mm. Um but that's kind of what it taught me um, in those, in that sense. I what did you learn do... in your five, five episodes, Chris? <laughs> I, was, I wasn't here long enough to learn much. Uh, so actually I'm going to pull my experience from amateur hour and say, I think the thing I learned the most is doing stories that are interesting to you is the best thing to go for because not only will you be more passionate and more focused on it, but typically stuff that you find interesting, someone else will. I mean, not, I mean, we never had thousands and thousands of listeners, but I think that's always the best way to go. If you're not feeling something, I don't think you should do it because it's going to show and it's probably not that interesting of a subject matter anyway. Um, 
so yeah, that would be the main thing I've learned from podcasting about soccer. But yeah, I, I wasn't here long enough to learn something specific, I don't think. <laughs> but um, let's see. What's your favorite memory of making the podcast? Mm, that's a good question. I would say uh, this kind of goes back to what I said earlier about some of the things I enjoyed the most, but it was um, the conversations we had with other podcasters or, or people covering the league uh, that weren't recorded. Yeah. Uh, those, you know, hearing some of the stories uh, that you can't necessarily put out over the airwaves. Um, that was, that was really cool. You know, hearing about different relationships they have with players, fan interactions, um, you know, learning a lot about um, soccer and just about life from a uh, rabbi soccer rabbi, uh, Mark Goodman, I think is his last name. Mm. Um, he's, he's one of the most phenomenal people I've ever met. Um, and, and we've only ever met over, over video chat, but, um, yeah. you know, talking to people like that, um, and getting to know, uh, other, other people who did what we did, uh, that was definitely, it's not a specific memory, I guess, but it's, um, definitely something I'll take away. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll definitely agree with what Alex said there. Just, it's, it was cool to, hear different people's stories. I guess if I had to pick a specific one, I really enjoyed uh, hearing uh, jo Jared Odenbeck's story and just kind of how unorthodox his story was, but how mm -hmm. he's been able to find um, like a path forward in soccer and how he's, he's really just persevered through injuries and playing yeah. in Australia and, and all over the world and has really it's he's just found a different a different niche for himself which is really really cool um and i enjoyed that conversation um and just the different conversations we were able to have that I, connections that i wouldn't have been able to have and um just seeing the the good uh in in soccer twitter if there ever is any um, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was nice for, for the time that we were doing it yeah uh, for me, actually, I do have uh, one. It was back when Alex was living here, and the couple times we went over to his place to record, you know, played some FIFA, you know, hung out with Sadie, you know, the whole mm -hmm. thing. It was it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was definitely, you know, it was in the early days of us getting to, to know you, Alex. And, yeah, uh, yeah that, that's the best thing I can come up with, uh, especially because, you know, I didn't really – I mean, all of our <laughs> interviews were with players and stuff, but uh, I, I really enjoyed – those times and uh hopefully we can do that sometime down the road when you don't live you know on the coast or forever away and you know it's not a pandemic yeah especially that last one <laughs> mm -hmm. so our next question from matt is will well this might be kind of related but uh, will you miss anything about making the show um Yes, I, I definitely will. You know, I've, I have missed making the show. There's been times where, you know, after we beat Birmingham, I was like, oh man, it'd be really fun to do a podcast about, you know, that game. But also, um, I think, I think what I'll really miss the most, um, it kind of goes back to what I talked about earlier about how, um, it was kind of a loss, everything we've gone through with Dimico, but like, I, I will miss being as passionate about this club as, as I was, um, mm -hmm and having the desire to, to do this every week. I'll miss that aspect of it because, um, you know, like Ben was saying, like, you know, we were really passionate about this for going on about three years. And so mm. that was, um, 
and you know, three years in the grand scheme of things is not a long time, but uh, it, it was, um, it meant a lot to me to, to just to do this and to do it uh, with the consistency that we did it. Um, and so, so I'll miss, I'll miss, you know, the passion and the, um, the, the drive to do it. Mm. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll miss just like you said, like the flow of doing it and the, as much as I disliked it at sometimes, I did enjoy the, uh, the consistency of talking about the games and, and getting and breaking down the games and learning more about soccer and, um, and things along those lines. I'll miss doing it in that respect. Um, a lot of different ways as, as much as I'm, I feel good about leaving. I do. I will miss, um, doing the podcast. Yeah. I didn't really do it long enough to miss something specific about it. Like for me, it's all about like, you know, the connections we have and we are always going to have those, whether we're doing this pod or not. And, you know, I'll probably twist Ben's arm eventually and do some sort of version of amateur hour in the future. Um, you know, I think that's what, like, that's one thing that I always thought was so hard and something I didn't envy with you guys is doing one team specific podcast. Yeah. Cause it's like, you're having to cover all the games, all the ups and downs. Like, that McGinnis year had to be hell. Like, Ugh. I can't imagine talking about every one of those games. It oh, was awful. I don't think I could do that. But, uh, yeah. like, what I really liked about what, – what I was excited about doing with Talking Jacks that we, I never got to do was, you know, going really in-depth into player stories and learning different things about how the club works, all the inner work. Like, I wanted to interview everybody. I didn't just want to interview players and coaches. I wanted to interview anyone who worked for the team. Like, why do you work for this team? Yeah. Is there a passion? Or are you just doing it as a job? And learn about all that aspect. I think that would have been really fun. So it's almost like a, a bummed at a missed opportunity that I don't have motivation to do now for obvious reasons. But, like, beyond that, I don't know. Because, like, the rest of it, I feel like I'm so busy with school and everything, and I already got my friends, so – I'm kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, that's one thing. Um, it's not really a regret because it wasn't really possible, but, uh, me moving away kind mm -hmm. of altered our plans a little bit. We wanted to do more player interviews. We wanted to do coach interviews. We wanted to talk to more people who were involved with the club. And, um, we wanted to do like, where are they now segments with former independence players and coaches. And it just yeah. being, um, you know, if we, if this had all happened post Zoom and WebEx and everything else now, like it would have been a lot easier to accomplish. But back then, yeah. you know, it was it was really hard just to do it with Ben and I mm -hmm. um, over over Skype or whatever. And so, it, it, adding in a third or fourth person would have it made it a lot more difficult. And then the scheduling of it. Um, yeah. So that, that's that's only one thing that I wish we could have done more of is more interviews and more getting to to know those stories off the field, like you mentioned. Hmm. Matt's final question is what do you hope listeners got out of the show well I hope they got like a feeling of camaraderie that kind of like we were you know all friends talking about the game or whatever um, and there was I mean a lot of that you know a lot of the I feel like a lot of the people we listen that listen to the show know us personally um, mm -hmm. which that, that was always really cool. Um, you know, hearing from, hearing from people that we see in the stands every game. Um, that was, that's something that I hope they got out of. And I hope they just got, you know, 90 minutes of enjoyment 
or whatever, you know, I don't know how long our podcasts were on average, but I feel like most of them were an hour or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, with all of our episodes, we probably spent about two weeks with, with everybody who listened, if they listened every episode. <laughs> so, um, so I hope they, I hope they had fun. <laughs> even yeah. when the, even the, when, the, when it was dark. Yeah. Um, definitely agree with what you said there, Alex. I hope, I hope just people in saw what we were trying to accomplish and just sharing our passion and, putting a spotlight on the players and putting a spotlight on the club. Uh, I just hope people got what we were trying to accomplish and, um, and enjoyed it as well. Because I know, like you said, it was, it was difficult. Uh, the Guinness era. It was, <laughs> it was not fun. Um, but yeah. And just, yeah, I just hope people enjoyed what we were, were trying to accomplish, I suppose. Yeah. I, I think for me, uh, a lot of what y'all said as well. But one thing that I really wanted to say before we go uh, that I feel like connects this question is, you know, the reason we decided to do this because Ben and I were so undecided about ending this to begin with, like, like we thought about doing kind of more like we, what we did with the Block Love episode interviewing people in our community doing awesome things. And then we noticed that the both of us kind of like just the interest in it kind of waned a bit. And like, I guess because everything with the team and because, you know, this is a Charlotte independent supporter podcast, you know, it just felt like doing things like that was cool, but it wasn't really what our mission was to begin with. And the interest in that sort of waned, but, and with that, we just kind of faded away. But then several of our, you know, friends and fans, you know, kept saying, I really wish talking Jackson didn't fade away like that. Or I really wish you guys would come back. I was like, okay, I guess we at least owe everybody a farewell episode. But the thing I really would like to say is, if you're bummed that the podcast is ending, make your own. Like, like several people said, well, hey, have you thought about having other people come on, talking Jackson instead, take it over until you guys inevitably change your minds that you're you know, <laughs> gone, which that's, that's y'all's decision uh, if y'all want to do that. But to be honest, I don't think anyone should do that because I think if you're wanting to do a Charlotte Independence podcast, it should be your own brand and it should be your own personality on it. It shouldn't be jumping off of what someone else did, especially when we don't have an intention to come back and like, we mean it like that. We've explained why <laughs> we're, we're, we're personally done. And that's no shame on anybody who wants to continue supporting the team. You want to continue supporting team. That's, that's your thing. I mean, that's fine. But yeah, like, I sure. think, I think you should uh, create your own thing. It's not hard. It's super cheap. Like, like here, I'll show you real quick. <laughs> For those of you who are listening and not watching on YouTube, it's an Chris just walked now. away. <laughs> uh, this microphone uh, costs like a hundred bucks, roughly. Sometimes you can get it on sale for way cheaper. It's a and blue it's Yeti for those who can't like, see. That's it. what you're using, isn't it, Alex? Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. blue Yeti. <laughs> like, like Ben said, for those of you who are listening, not watching, uh, which is probably most oh, yeah. of you. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 he, it's a video. He went and got his microphone and then held it up in, in front of the camera. <laughs> said nothing about. <laughs> it's late i've had a beer which for me is a lot yeah forgive me (laughs) yeah it's a blue yeti microphone uh but uh it's like a 100 bucks and all you gotta do is plug your computer and you have a podcast anchor.fm it's free it's super easy to do and like i i even remember some like angry twitter fans at one point saying that you guys were like gatekeepers like (laughs) it wasn't hard at all to connect with the independent shills yeah Like, like it's not hard. Like I, I know some of their personnel's changed or whatever, but it's not hard. Like if you reach out to just about anybody, 
yeah they're, they're willing to connect with you on some level like that's all you got to do it's super easy and even if they, yeah. they won't talk to you at all there's still a lot to talk about without having a direct because you guys didn't do a lot with the front office no during your time. not a ton and a lot of that yeah. was dictated just on uh me moving away you know yeah. after like a year of doing it um but we had i think we had brandon miller on uh right before, right after mcginnis was was uh signed or not signed, but uh, hired. Yeah. Um, and then you guys had Hugh on after I left. Mm-hmm. I think those are the only two player interviews he's ever done. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you guys got to interview uh, McGinnis. McGinnis himself. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so I think those are the only three like interviews we really did with uh, with, with anybody directly yeah. involved with the team. But yeah, um, but yeah I, I would I would definitely piggyback off that. Like, just go for it. It's uh, it might be a little intimidating at first, for sure. But you know, it seems like the last couple of years, everybody and their mother has a podcast. So yeah, uh, there's no but reason. Some why. people have two podcasts at once. Yeah, mm. a lot, of, a lot of people. <laughs> um, so you know, I'm, I won't rule out doing podcasts in the future, but it just won't be about the independence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, so that's more or less uh, it for the questions. Uh, so I guess we just kind of have. Any closing remarks that you guys want to say before we say goodbye forever? Um, really just thank you. Thank you to anybody who took the time to listen. Uh, even if you hated it, thank you for listening and at least giving us a chance. Uh, thank you to people who loved it and contributed to the show. You know, anybody who wrote in questions, uh, participated in any of our, um, you, you know, we're we prediction games, you know, whatever we did. Uh, you know, I just, I really appreciated all the support we got from everybody. If you bought a t-shirt or asked for a sticker or whatever, if you even just said something nice about the podcast, um, I really appreciate it. And, and thanks to, to everybody who helped us get it started and, and maintain it. Thanks to Richard for doing the, the logo show it off one more time. If you're watching, uh, there it is on the t-shirt. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and, and then thanks to you guys. Thanks to Ben for, for being my co-host. Thanks for Chris for being our dolphin and, and for just, um, for always being supportive of, of what we were trying to do. And, and I just really appreciate, uh, you know, all you, all you guys' support, um, both the listeners and then you guys for, for helping make it. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, what I really enjoyed about doing with the podcast and why I'm grateful for being able to do it was because of people sending in questions and, um, and you guys dealing with my optimism and things like that. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, definitely thank y'all for, for being involved with the podcast, um, and all those things. And, and really just anybody that took the time to be on the podcast or listen to the podcast. Um, I don't think we would have done it as long as we did if people didn't listen. Um, for sure. Because it would have just been our mothers listening. Um, oh, my mom maybe listened to one episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my mom doesn't know what a podcast is, and I've told her like twelve <laughs> times. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's I, I'm really grateful that p- for people that did listen and um and that reached out and said, "Oh, I'm sad that it's it's going away" and things along those lines. Um, and really, just for those that helped connect me with other supporters and things like that. Um, like specifically Evan Valella was yeah. helpful with that. He was a huge, thank you for remembering team. that. Um, and really, even though we weren't ever technically on the BGN network, um, we sorry. were, we were BGN uh, ad- adjacent. <laughs> we were, um, 
we were independent parties, but definitely promoting it enough. But but thank you for them because they made it really uh, easy and helpful uh, to uh, or easy to connect with people, and and they were really helpful um, with the podcast in general and supportive and things along those lines. Um, and thanks for thanks to Matt for sending questions tonight and sending questions consistently and. And like you said, Richard, for the logo and all those things, um, I'll pass it over to Chris to, to kind of close us out here. I just want to say thanks to both of y'all because like when I was working a uh, second shift and listening to about seven hours of podcast a day, it was good to get some independence in there, especially because I could never get off of work for a game, particularly a game that was like rescheduled. You have to ask off months in advance in the medical field. And uh, if I couldn't watch a game, I could listen to Talking Jacks to get caught up on it. Because, you know, you can listen to stuff while working, but not so much watch. They, they frown on that sort of thing. But uh, mm -hmm. so I really appreciate all that. And feeling like, you know, kind of like Richard said, it was really cathartic to listen to someone else rant about why we suck and give specific reasons. <laughs> you know, it, it was good. So uh, I really appreciate that y'all got me through uh, the independence fanhood for the most part. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much it for me. All righty. Well, for all three of us, for the final time, uh, I have been Alex Warren. Uh, they have been Ben Gosworn and Chris Davis. I won't share our social medias like I used to do because um, <laughs> they're probably – we won't delete them right away, but we'll delete them probably eventually. Um, but, yeah, you know, if, if, if this episode uh, was fun, feel free to reach out to us individually. Um, if you can't find us, I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys have anything else to add before we get out of here no all right so whatever those ads were go check them out i think anchor uh if you want to make a podcast you can do that at anchor.fm or anchor.com slash fm what is it i think it? it's anchor.fm anchor.fm or uh, the anchor app on iphone and android everyone uh, download question with chris and pris even absolutely. though absolutely having a new episode in speaking weeks, of, speaking of good podcasts yeah. do you listen to it oh yeah i love that podcast oh Thank Back you. when I was commuting, it was like, it was great. It was, uh, I could pop it on and, and uh, be done with it by the time I got to work. Mm, it's cool. Great. That's good to know. We'll be back eventually. It's just too busy right now. Yeah. And there's a whole global pandemic mm. throwing everybody off. So yeah. I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope you guys are staying safe and healthy. Uh, wishing you all the best for all time. Um, and for one final time, come on, you jacks. Woo! Dolphin noises. <laughs> <laughs>